1: Hi,
0: I'm Keegan and I'm Madigan and you're listening to Your Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. Okay,
1: Madigan, how are you doing? Well, Keegan, although you just asked me about five minutes ago, I'm still doing all right. So a little behind the scenes, we
0: are having some technical difficulties. We just recorded about 10 minutes of our episode before it just became clear that my internet was not stable enough for us to have that conversation. Why that's the case when I just switched out my router? I don't know. But here we are.
1: Maybe it's emotionally unstable and
0: you didn't focus
1: on the right problem. Aren't we all? Right. Exactly. I know. Give it the program. We're all mentally unstable right now. So happy Juneteenth to all of our listeners.
0: Yes. Uh, This episode will be coming out on Friday, June 19th, which if you do not know what Juneteenth is, first of all, Google it. We're in the information age. Secondly, we will be putting out an episode all about Juneteenth that will be coming out on Monday. So you have that to look forward to if you want to know more about the history of this historically black holiday.
1: Yes, exactly. And Keegan was telling me how unfortunately she does not have the day off work, but she will still be able to go to a local park and practice a great social distancing celebration. And it sounds just fabulous. Yes,
0: I told my work that I would only work half a day on Juneteenth so that I could go and participate in the celebrations. Initially, we had wanted to go to Tulsa uh, and be in Greenwood for this celebration because that would be amazing.
1: But unfortunately,
0: we are still in the middle of a pandemic and the idea of flying right now scares the absolute shit out of my fiance. So we will be staying close to home. And celebrating the holiday here in Los
1: Angeles. Most definitely. All right, Keegan, we always start with the worst. So I guess, do you want to start?
0: Okay, so I know that you have some news that is also super awful Uh, But today I am going to continue to elevate Black Lives Matter and have, you know, this conversation that has been ongoing in the United States. And unfortunately, there is never a shortage of content to talk about. So here in the U.S. since May 27th, two women and three men and a teenage boy have been found hanging from trees. Uh outside in America over the last month. And these are all black and brown people in six separate incidents. And the hangings have occurred in Portland, Oregon, Southern California, Houston, and New York City. Now, for people who are not American listeners, I don't know how familiar or unfamiliar you are with the history of racially motivated lynchings in this country. Uh, But there is a long, very sad history of that here in America. And so it doesn't surprise me necessarily, sadly, that we are seeing an uptick in this kind of violence uh, since this civil rights movement has begun. However, officials have been saying that every single one of these cases are suicides, which seems very suspicious to me
1: so the yeah for all of them to be suicides is incredibly unlikely and that's the number one thing that i'm seeing on social media is people trying to uh you know make people believe in that idea that these were all suicides and that to me just as a true crime listener and fan my entire life you mean to tell me that all of these people All of these black and brown people across America during this time, especially committed suicide by hanging by essentially like lynching themselves. That doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. In public
0: places and in fact, several times in places of significance as well. And another thing that has gotten people suspicious about that claim that these are suicides is the expediency that. The authorities have come to that conclusion. So very quickly, almost immediately, they were very quick to say there's no foul play involved. This is an apparent suicide. And how could you possibly know that? Uh, So people are very suspicious. So the very first case that I had heard about was in California. Uh, Federal officials, including the FBI, U.S. Attorney's Office and U.S. Department of Justice's Civil Rights Division, are investigating the deaths of two black men who were found hanging from trees 10 days Apart and about fifty miles apart. So Malcolm Harsh, who is thirty-eight, was found in Victorville on May thirty-first, and he's the first person that I had heard of. And then Robert Fuller, who was twenty-four, was found on June tenth uh, near Palmdale City Hall. So both of these uh, men were found hanging near government buildings as well, uh, and and initially the people in Palmdale. The authorities in Palmdale lied and said that there were no cameras in the surrounding area, which has been proven false by, uh, well, a number of sources. But the most notable is Billy Jensen, who is a kind of independent investigative journalist. He is known for his relationship with the girls of My Favorite Murder. He has a podcast called Jensen and Holes, The Murder Squad. uh, And he's really known for kind of digging into these, um, these cases on an independent level and utilizing the internet and kind of like home sleuths to help solve some of these crimes
1: he really relies on armchair detectives to kind of give their input which i think is really great because law enforcement i feel like is so closed off to people's opinions and he's you know he's a reporter he's obviously not law enforcement but he's done so many great things to uncover truths in crimes
0: Right. And also a lot of the time what that involves is like when you're getting like armchair detectives involved, when you're getting like people from home involved, it usually means that there is something going on with the police departments uh, that need looking into. Right. Or you're not necessarily getting all of the cooperation that you need to be getting there. So, Right. When you can't uh, trust
1: the police department, you have to trust the people.
0: Right. So he's been giving updates on his like social media pages. If you want to be following those, Uh, I do want to say off the mat that I do have a source here. It's a source that I started reading from and pulling notes from, but I am not going to list it in our show notes uh, for these cases. If you want to learn more about these cases, please Google them because they deliberately misgendered. a trans black woman who was one of the victims of these crimes and I don't want to give them the clicks uh, because it was it, it seems very deliberate to me they they called her a man twice
1: yeah in this I article. think I found the article because I was curious and it was the top one
0: right and and they use her dead name as well yes, so they do. Uh, I'm not going to give them the views nope In the most recent case, police reported finding a black 17-year-old hanged outside of an elementary school on Wednesday morning in Houston, Texas. The investigation so far, the authorities are saying, points to suicide. Two days earlier, Houston police found a Hispanic man hanged outside a store In the community of Shady Acres, in this case, officials said they found no evidence of foul play. Authorities have yet to identify that man, and they are still awaiting autopsy results. In New York City... Uh, or in Manhattan, rather, 27-year-old Dominique Alexander was found hanging from a tree at Fork Tyron Park on June 9th. The state medical examiner has ruled his death a suicide. Ropes tied into nooses, um, which is a terrifying, terrorizing symbol of lynchings, have been anonymously placed in several places around the country in recent days so take all of that information and then draw your own conclusions as to whether or not you actually think that all of these things are suicides i feel like this is like
1: a conspiracy like all of these people are immediately saying that it's suicides like it's so creepy
0: well my initial thought was with palmdale Particularly, which also I should say that Palmdale and Victorville, although they are in Southern California, they they are kind of like white supremacy strongholds. There are a lot of white nationalists who live there. But initially, I thought that they were saying that Trying to kind of like brush everything under the rug as quickly as possible before it could get out into news outlets because they didn't want that news to get out during this time because they didn't want there to be unrest in their city. However, the worst thing they could do and did do was cover it up because now people are more interested than ever, and they're fucking furious. Yeah. So that's just something that I want everybody to keep an eye on because let me tell you, as a black person, the images of lynchings were prevalent. I saw them a lot growing up. They are a huge part of our education and our culture, and I really find it very hard to believe that a lot of black people would be lynching themselves right um, in public or hanging themselves in public it's not to say that people who commit suicide don't hang themselves it's just to say to hang yourself in this way during the largest civil rights movement in history seems highly suspect to me
1: agreed i completely agree All right, well, let's move on to something else that is horrible. This is something that's been going on for a really long time, and we haven't really covered it much. So I want to touch a bit today on the Yemen crisis. Uh, This month, the United Nations announced that Yemen is in the midst of the largest humanitarian crisis in the world Uh, to sorry, 24.1 million people need aid and protection in Yemen. So a bit of background, their civil war has been going on for about five years now, and they've gone through multiple hardships throughout these 5 years but i'm going to focus right now on what's going on in yemen with the covid-19 virus spreading and it's almost like right now they are facing an emergency within another emergency sorry it's not almost they are facing an emergency within an emergency um and they don't really know exactly how many people have been infected and how many deaths there have been related to COVID-19. They do have some rough numbers, but the thing is, is that their testing rates are incredibly low. So their numbers are appearing smaller because they aren't sure who actually has been infected with the disease. And unfortunately, they have... Just no resources right now. The authorities lack ability to track the disease. Uh, Their healthcare system has pretty much collapsed. One in six of Yemen's 333 districts have been left with no. Doctors because the doctors fled the country to escape the conflict of war. So, most people are left with absolutely no doctors at all. Less than half of their health facilities are running, and even those lack access to basic equipment like masks and gloves. So, even the places that are open are not very helpful. 50% of the population doesn't have access to clean water to wash their hands and they live so close together and have to share food so the virus is spreading so quickly and there's no way to contain it and there's no way to really track it at all. And the part that made me really sad is that, of course, just like in the United States, and I'm sure wherever you're listening, schools have closed. And before COVID-19, there were already 2 million children that were not attending school. And that number has now reached 7 million. It's just it's it's so sad. They need our help. The pictures are absolutely devastating. Um, Yeah, It's
0: a humanitarian crisis. I don't know if you follow ethnically ambiguous, which mm -hmm. is a great podcast. I suggest everybody listen to it. But they have been posting a lot about this. uh, And there's a lot of good like resources. If you want to get educated on it, of course, you could also Google it. Yeah, uh, if you want to know more about this situation, but it is truly horrifying. And I do feel like there's so many terrible things happening in the world right now that we cannot focus on everything. And unfortunately, that means that Yemen has not gotten the attention that it needs to get in order for people to care and step in to do something.
1: Yeah, and I think that You know, by sharing the story, there are going to be people out there that will latch to it and will want to make a change. So it's definitely something that I'm going to try to be better about keeping track of and following. Um, It's just there's something to me about whenever I hear about these so-called third world countries, they're so very othered. And that's kind of what made me think of like our current climate right now. You know, I read I think it was maybe when I was doing my Aubrey Hepburn um, story. I think she said something like there is no third world. There's only one world. And I think it's so easy for us to see people looking different from us in a country that we've never been to. That's very foreign to us and to not have as much of a personal connection to it. So I know for myself, that's something that, uh, you know, I want to make sure that I'm getting as much information about these places as possible while also trying to remain informed about what's happening in my own backyard.
0: (laughs) Right. And it's also important to remember that, especially as Americans, or I know we have a lot of listeners from England, we have destabilized much of the world. And so a lot of these places that we consider to be third world countries, quote unquote, Are that way and are disadvantaged in that way, uh, according to us, because of actions that we took as as a nation. Uh, So keep that in mind. It's not as if third world countries just happen, or you know, like like they've earned it in some way. Very often it is a byproduct of colonialism and things that, that we have done as as nations so we owe it to them to pay attention
1: yes definitely
0: okay so i wanted to talk about some things that are good and surprising so just this week the supreme court did rule um, there was a federal civil rights law that protects gay, lesbian, and transgender workers. Uh, the Supreme Court ruled for that on Monday. It is a landmark ruling that will extend protections to millions of workers nationwide and is a defeat of the Trump administration, which argued that Title VII of the Civil Rights Act um, that bars discrimination based on sex did not extend to claims of gender identity and sexual orientation. So it is is actually a massive win and it is very surprising because the Supreme Court is largely conservative at this point. And it was actually Justice Neil Gorsuch who is President Trump's first supreme court nominee who wrote this uh, and actually put it out there and so he was joined by fellow conservative chief justice john roberts uh, and the four liberal justices who sit on the supreme court to make this decision in a 6-3 opinion so the three who did not vote for this as you can imagine <clears throat> are <laughs> clarence thomas who's a piece obviously of shit. Um, Samuel Alito and dun, 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 Brett Kavanaugh.
1: Yeah. Of course. How beautiful is it to have Clarence Thomas and Brett Kavanaugh just lumped in that category together once again? You know, just being shitty human beings.
0: Yes. I mean, they have many things in common. They are both <laughs> sexual assaulters, sexual abusers, uh, and don't believe in equal civil rights for the
1: LGBTQ community. So yep. we have that. Yes, we do. All right. Well, that very same day, the Supreme Court passed on listening to some qualified immunity cases that were brought their way. And that made me think, qualified immunity? What is this? I must know more. So here is what it is. It's actually very important. I know I say that in a joking way, but it is a very important thing for us to know about because it has been the biggest little-known barrier to rectifying constitutional violations through the justice system. So on Monday, about a half an hour before Keegan's Great News came out, uh, the Supreme Court said that they will not hear any qualified immunity cases. So qualified immunity protects government workers from lawsuits rooted in novel legal theories, or in our case, racist cops. So basically, qualified immunity makes it very difficult for families of the victims to obtain money and in damages in lawsuits. And qualified immunity is used as a defense in order to keep uh, government officials safe from civil rights lawsuits. So even if Derek Chauvin, who murdered George Floyd, is convicted of murdering him, the court could still refuse to hold him liable for violating Floyd's constitutional rights. If Floyd's lawyers were to unable point to an earlier case, making it clear that the specific action Chauvin took was, in fact, unconstitutional. So there, one of the cases that they did not look at today was actually West v. Winfield, your last name, oh, Keegan. Look
0: at that. We're probably related. There aren't that many Winfields, honestly. I,
1: yeah, I don't. West is the person that I'm seeing those speak to. So I don't know if this is like a person or what this is. But basically what West versus Winfield was, was that there. Police a- approached someone named Shanice West saying that they believe that her ex-boyfriend who had an outstanding arrest warrant was in her apartment. So they were like, do we have permission to enter your home to arrest nope. him? She Well, she said yes. And so she gave the key to the house and she allowed them to enter her home. What she did not allow was the SWAT team smashing several windows, punching holes in her walls and ceilings and firing so much tear gas in her house that she couldn't live in it for two months. And then she sued and federal appeals court determined that the cops were protected by qualified immunity. So, Basically, they didn't really know what to do with this specific case because there'd never been a case like this before because they, the homeowner gave in consent for the police to enter the home, but the consent did not entitle the police to use violent tactics within the home. So this is kind of where all of that starts to get fishy. So, and I do want to make clear, qualified immunity, while it is important to fix, it's not going to fix all the issues but there are two important bills going on right now that are competing bills that are that both sound great to me, so I'm going to have to look into both of them more. Um, House Democrats created a bill that would strip state and local police and correctional officers of qualified immunity. And Representative Justin Amash introduced the ending Qualified Immunity Act, which would prevent state and local authority from using the Qualified Immunity Defense in civil rights lawsuits. So like I said, this would not be, it would be monumental and it would be huge if we could take away this, you know, Qualified Immunity Defense in these cases. But there, there is so much more to go. But this is something that I didn't know much about.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would suggest watch the John Oliver that he did about it was so good he does talk about qualified immunity in that episode and he does break it down he has such a talent for breaking things down in a way that is so easily digestible and understood
1: like he should have been Um, my math teacher
0: yeah I mean it's incredible the way I always in fact I should probably share it across my social media even though it's like a couple weeks old now oh it's still so
1: relevant though it's so good you guys I feel like people who don't get it,
0: like don't understand the need for um, defunding the police, police reform, the idea of qualified immunity and why there needs to be limitations on it, can understand it in the way that he explains it in that episode. So if you have any questions, like go and watch that. And he does go into it um, and, and talk about it because it is something that we need to try and fix. It's like qualified immunity, along with the fact that the police unions can essentially get uh, the police out of any situation. It does allow the police to murder people with essentially impunity. And right. right now we're seeing a lot of that or we're seeing a lot of police kind of throw hissy fits. Um the Death of Richard Brooks, who I, I made a post about today, who, if you guys don't follow me on Instagram or follow Madigan because I know that she shared it as well, uh, you can go and find those things on our pages where you can actually like see him talking and it is the most heartbreaking thing that you will watch. But with his death, you know, that police officer actually did get charged with murder. And since then, a lot of the police in Atlanta are just walking off the job like they're just saying, well, we're not going to come. They're holding their city hostage and saying, um, well, if we can't just murder people with impunity, then we're just not going to show up to work. Exactly. So, there's a reason why all of this is necessary. There's a reason why you guys should really take a look at qualified immunity um, and what that means and demand that changes be made within our policing systems. Definitely. Uh, I
1: mean, something also, I was going to say something that I've always been really aware of is like the panic defense. And this reminded me a lot of it because it was still protecting those in power and I you know I knew so much about the panic defense and I'd heard that used so much but I I wasn't familiar with this terminology precisely and I think that that's not okay (laughs) that that's not something that I knew about before I watched the John Oliver special you know
0: yeah yeah it's really um I mean all of this stuff is really eye-opening I know that I talk a lot and i'm not going to apologize for it about like white people needing to get educated on this stuff because a lot of it is stuff that i've been educated on for a long time either through other people or because i had to learn um for my own life and well-being but i am still learning things and i am actively seeking things and i think that that's important for people to understand as well is that like black people and people of color are also having to do the work and having to to educate themselves on these issues that maybe they weren't as well versed on before.
1: Right. But it's sad that I feel like a lot of the black community right now is probably doing this research in order to be as prepared as possible, especially if they are participating in protests, if they could be arrested, if they could be hurt. It's important as a black American right now, I feel, to know your rights and be prepared. I mean, always it's important to know your rights and be prepared. But um, I feel like, you know, me learning about this stuff is different because it doesn't have to be used in a practical way in my life. Not necessarily, you know. So this is something for me that that is, that is newer. And you don't have to learn it in that way. I feel like you're learning it more as a way of protection and I'm learning it more as a way of education.
0: I think it's both. I I do think it's both. I mean, I just think that there's so much education that is kept from us that is not actively told to us that we have to seek out. But to your um, point, Madigan, I mean, that's a lot like talking about like black people needing to know their rights. It's a huge part of it was a huge part of the Black Panther Party. You guys can go back and listen to our episode on the Black Panther Party to learn a little bit more about that. And it makes me laugh. I was having this conversation with Anthony the other day that it makes me laugh that all of these people, these very like conservative far right people who are pushing, pushing pushing, pushing for us to be less loud, be less liberal, social justice warriors, snowflakes, et cetera, et cetera, by pushing so hard, they're actually pushing us so much further uh, left, like yeah. that's that's what they're doing. Like, if they wanted a resurgence of the Black Panther Party, guess what? You're pushing people that direction. Yeah. Because now people are saying very similar things, which is you need to know your rights, memorize all of these things, know what they can and cannot get away with, yeah, uh, so that you can protect yourself, and especially for Black people and then people of color. But also, there are a lot of white people turning up in these streets for protests. So know your rights. Yeah. Because I guarantee you they're gonna try and pull that shit on you too.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I've read too many stories of the justice system, you know, taking advantage of people being naive or ignorant to their rights. And you just don't want to be one of those people. You know, we're raised to believe that, you know, the justice system is just. It's got it in the word, you know, and we believe that cops are supposed to be there to help us. And obviously that is not the case. So we have to be you know, we have to have that armor and protection and that is knowledge. Right, You
0: know, absolutely. I completely agree with you. So I'm glad that that is something that you brought up. And yes, it does feel like I'm about to talk about another uh, Supreme Court win, but it is important to acknowledge that we did have that loss this week because I feel like they kind of snuck that loss in while everybody was celebrating the fact that we had this monumental, incredible, wonderful moment. Right, well, I was um, even...
1: I was even reading the Vox article. They were saying that they did it with no noise and little fanfare. Like they did it very quietly, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, because everybody rightfully so was celebrating this incredibly wonderful moment for civil rights within the LGBTQ community, which is incredible and should not be undermined. But just be aware that everything is calculated. And the fact that they snuck this little one in uh, in between these two great things was definitely on purpose. Yeah. So. With that said, um the other thing that happened this week, actually today, our time so Thursday, the US Supreme Court issued a decision that extends the life of DACA, which is the deferred action for child uh, for childhood arrivals program. Um, which they're also known as dreamers. President Barack Obama announced the program in 2012, and it allows people who were brought to the U.S. illegally as children to live and work in the country. It doesn't provide a path for citizenship, but it does say that, hey, we recognize that this is your home. You were raised here. Your entire life. This is all you know, and you should have the right to stay here. So the ruling was a huge surprise. A lot of DACA recipients did not expect this to happen. They figured that they would soon be facing deportation because Trump had made many efforts to um, disband, disassemble this program. So in a 5-4 ruling, Justice John Roberts and the courts for uh, liberal justices. So Neil Gorsuch, who was kind of like the, I don't want to say the hero of our last ruling But he voted against this, as did Brett Kavanaugh and Clarence Thomas and uh, Samuel Alito. So all three of them, as well as Neil Gorsuch, ruled against this. But luckily, Justice John Roberts ruled in favor with the fellow uh, liberal
1: justices. And And John Roberts was the same was the same one, too to turn the tables for the LGBTQ workers' rights too, right?
0: Yes, it was him and Neil Gorsuch Thank who you. are yes. usually conservative,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, but both ruled in favor of that. And in this case, John Roberts also ruled in favor of of this, uh, but Neil Gorsuch went the other way. So the other one was a 6-3 ruling, and this is a 5-4 ruling. Um, so not... Perfect, but also it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. It, 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 it passed. Ended up passing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the justices said that the Department of Homeland Security's decision to rescind DACA was arbitrary and capricious. So that was what uh, Trump had been pushing for, was to rescind DACA. Yeah. Now, Trump is pissed off because oh, yeah. he has had seemingly two losses in the last week. And he and has he a feeling that the Supreme Court doesn't like him. Well, because he's a narcissist, he takes everything personally. Yes. Like literally personally, like our president is a fucking child. Yeah. So he tweeted these horrible and politically charged decisions coming out of the Supreme Court are shotgun blasts into the face of people that are proud to call themselves Republicans and conservatives. We need more justices or we will lose our Second Amendment and everything else. Vote Trump 2020. And that is such a fucking disgusting dog whistle to pull out something that you know because you know that conservatives there are a few words that will get their ears perked up and second amendment is one of those things so you threw that in there with absolutely no proof that the supreme court would even be thinking about touching the Second Amendment at yeah. all, uh, it, just so that you could rile up your base, you fucking toad. I hate this man so much.
1: You um, fucking toad.
0: And then he did tweet, like Madigan was saying uh, in a follow up tweet. He said, "Do you get the impression that the Supreme Court doesn't like me?" Aww. Oh, I'm sorry. He doesn't. They don't like you. Going to time now. Out. I. I do want to say that um, this is not a permanent protection. The court's decision permits the Trump administration to make a second attempt to end DACA protections using proper administrative procedures. And that means that DACA recipients will continue to kind of be in a limbo state until a permanent legislati- uh, legislative solution is reached. But for now, um, they can continue to renew their permits without fear of deportation. Thank so-
1: goodness. I mean, I know it like, it's not done yet. The battle's not done yet. Their minds aren't at ease, but it's steps, it's progress. And I was so glad to see positive things on my social media this week. Right. For a change. And, it was really with, great. With,
0: with those positive things though, I do want to say, like also I, I didn't mention with the ruling um earlier this week in favor of civil rights for trans people upholding that uh within the Supreme Court. I do want to say though that That's very exciting. We're right to be excited. We're right to celebrate that because we have had so many things kind of beating us down recently. And that's wonderful to be able to celebrate that. But also keep in mind that as long as states have at will hiring and firing, the chances are if they really want to fire somebody who is trans because they're trans, they will find another reason and say, well... I have at will, so I'm firing them because they chew gum too loud. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah, so exactly. So don't, don't completely like turn that off and be like, well, this is done
1: now or yeah, exactly. you know, it's
0: fine. Like there are still things that we need to do to ensure that there is equality across the board.
1: Right. Well, and we know that just because there are laws in place doesn't mean that people aren't going to break them or work their way around them. So, yeah, exactly. And especially when it's a new law and it's something that people have to kind of get used to and be aware of. It does take some time for adjustment and it is something that we still need to make people really aware of. You know? Yes, absolutely. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to another mini episode. I know everybody is feeling a lot of things, and we've loved hearing from all of you. So if you want to continue to message us, please do. You can email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. You can direct message us on Instagram at angry neighborhood feminist. We have a Twitter that we sometimes use at YAMF podcast. Y A N F podcast we have a Facebook business and group page you can rate and review us on the business page and you can chat with the other listeners on the group page you can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. we really really appreciate it and it helps us keep the show going if you don't already please listen to us on radio public it's a free way for you to listen and it helps us out just a little bit all right with all of that being said we encourage you to to rage on. on